I was just saying thank you to Falk for taking the time to do this interview with me and that it means so much to me. You are so welcome as I'm <laughs> chewing away on my yogurt. We just had a session. You went in, you did your work. How do you feel? What do you want to share? I feel amazing. I feel relaxed. I feel dropped into my body. I feel like I've been on vacation. <laughs> I just feel really safe and held. I feel really open and honest more than I usually am. And, you know, reflective. It's like you get the opportunity, I get the opportunity to reevaluate beliefs and ideas and constructs and ways of deciding who I am and how I am and how other people are and how I relate to them and just everything just gets to kind of soften and open up to whatever I'm ready to move on from and let go of and um, and then also opens me up to what I want to explore and step into and like have some courage around and start to speak some vulnerable truths to people that I care about and, and like see, get curious about where they're at and their process and what they're wanting. What can we, what do we want to create together? Yeah. What do we want to experience together? You kind of beautifully summed up what I really think is breath work, medicine work, just kind of simplified. It creates a really conscious space to catch up on who you've become, who you are, like how does that person feel? What needs to be tended to in that time? What needs to be felt to sort of go, okay, I'm with you. Some old stuff could come out if you have the capacity, stuff that you've been carrying around a long time. And then, and then you said this too, you get to um, ask yourself, and now who do I want to be? <laughs> Yeah. Going forward into my day, into my life. So do you feel like, because I feel like when you heal this and speak about it, you help others. Is there something you want to share that you felt you got to? So one of the on? things that we were talking about was my relationship to sound mm -hmm. and specifically sound around my family with my kids and how loud they are and how that affects me and my nervous system and how I relate to it and what fears get triggered when they're being what I consider to be loud, when my family's being loud, when I'm being loud, and like how that feels for me when things are chaotic and loud and it feels scary. And so what we were discovering, as I know, and and continue to look at is like what what is it in me because i don't need to change them they are expressing themselves they are free to express themselves i don't want to control their expression ultimately like my highest self doesn't want that my triggered self wants to control them my scared little girl wants to control them but the adult who knows how to stay with myself and breathe and give myself a cocoon of safety and love that part of me can allow them to express fully however organically happens for them if they're angry if they're scared if they're sad if they're throwing a tantrum to just let them have their full expression I don't have to control it so that is going to bring grace to me to my experience and lessen or eliminate my suffering and it will when I can do that for myself it will give my family freedom and grace an opportunity to 
not continue that ancestral trauma of shame and blame and hurt and control and struggle and like all of that, those patterns that we just carry down unconsciously. So I can start to create freedom, but it always, and the work is here, is like it always starts with me. And that's in Buddhism and that's in the breath work that I've learned. Like it, it's, it's how do I be safe for me? You know, how do I create like that sensitivity to sound? Like what, what's, what is that for me? And how can I breathe through that and just be with myself with, in the midst of it? Yeah. And so next time your kids make you lose your shit, mm -hmm. what do you want to do? How do you want to set yourself a physical marker chain? It's the first thing you'll do next time you feel that. Give it breathing room. And then maybe try. Just even if it's fully faked, laugh. Laugh at the fact that you just caught yourself. See see your kid. Yeah. And just go, ain't that life? <laughs> <laughs> Kids are fighting. It's funny. Mm, yeah. And suddenly, who knows? And I'm making this up now, but maybe your kids turn to you and go, what the hell? <laughs> and stop fighting. You don't know what kind of magic will happen from suddenly a mom's different, powerful, loving, fun yes. behavior, right? Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. It's interesting with sound because the other thing we were talking about is me feeling like I'm not heard by mm. them. So you were talking about how can I hear myself, yeah. which is really profound. I'm excited for you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. In so, so many ways. Tell me, tell me about your upbringing. And I want to know mostly, you know, you got an audience. And what about your upbringing? Uh, it's a little story that tells us like who you are now. Like what most about your upbringing is sticking around? What I immediately go to when you say upbringing is that I was born into an ashram, a yoga ashram. And that my soul chose that to come into, but that I feel that it also chose to go through the transition of being in an ashram, a commune with Sikhs all dressing the same way, doing the same thing, having the same routines, thinking and talking the same way, to going through a period of sickness, my family, and leaving. And what I'm seeing in my life is like this urge and this want to create community, to be in a commune energy, um, to feel that sense of village and that like kind of tribal surrounding. And also to have these experiences where that idealized bubble of what that community is and decides changing in perspective and, and feeling not right anymore and then coming out of it. And so that I'm noticing that that's something my soul is attracted to are these communities where I my personality is very intense and passionate. And so I do something 100% or 100% you know, I fully, fully, fully embrace what that community is. And then, and I like to succeed, you know, in that, in those communities, whether it's Buddhism or, you what know, do you mean by succeed? yeah, good question. Like, I like feel that I want to be a leader or, you know, I end up starting to be a leader in those communities. My dad was a leader. My mom's always been very attracted to communities as well. So it's like this thing of that I'm unraveling or discovering is like not putting communities or ways of being or thinking or people on a pedestal and like really learning 
for myself how I want to think, how I want to be, what's my voice, that individualized um, thinking for myself and just acting for myself. And, 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 and interestingly, I've always felt that I'm, I'm a unique person, but that feeling of needing to be unique or needing to feel special can actually separate you, right? So I think what I'm learning right now is like how to be in relation that everyone is special and unique and has gifts and and interesting things to say and like ways of looking at the world and just respecting and appreciating that and 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 yet we're all we are all intrinsically connected and there is n- nothing is outside of me it's it is the universe is within me yeah, a little bit. yeah, yeah. well it's a perfect transition into so wanting to be unique want to be special mm-hmm. how's your relationship to acting mm-hmm. i was thinking about that yeah because i think the actor wound which is how this podcast started and now it's called the authentic creative is like i think for me and not everyone but for me initially acting was filling in a hole but also creating a space for expression and belonging i didn't feel in middle school before i start well i really started acting way before that but yeah, way before that, in camps, um, it gave me a sense of being more normal in a in a group of weirdos. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't the weirdo; that I was the normal one amongst the weirdos. Yeah. And so that sense of belonging was really important for my self-esteem and for, and for literally for having a sense of belonging, which we all want. Having that outlet for safe expression and safe space to be creative and connect and have heart-centered relationships and expressions and like mentorship and just a, a safe space to explore yeah, humanity feel. and yeah and feel your feelings and channel the, those those feelings and that creativity and movement and song and dance and expression like have a space to channel that and and have it be applauded um as so opposed good. yeah celebrated as opposed to you're too much or be quiet or don't sing because you're off yeah. key or and to gain confidence through that was yeah that was healing that wound for me and then you know not having the kind of stability that I was and the, and the boundaries and just you know we all have our ways of like how we want parents to show up for us and maybe they're they're going through their own human revolution, their own human challenges. And so for me, it was like my parents weren't, they were doing the best. They loved me incredibly, but they didn't always show up the way that I really wanted them to show up. And so I think I was seeking validation and seeking attention and seeking a sense of confidence and belonging through the acting world. And when that turned into the Hollywood acting world, it just gets it, it just gets more more intense and complicated and, you know, becomes about body image, how you're, you're supposed to look, you know, so much about body image. So and just the whole thing takes up more space then right you get older yeah career now so just the hours the hours spent in the in the wound of like this is why i'm doing it 
Yeah. And and there's that thing of needing to be incredibly sensitive and vulnerable to access all of your emotions, to know yourself, to be dropped in, to be in your body, to be aware, and to be that creative flowing person. And simultaneously to be able to be extremely technical, extremely, extremely professional, extremely tough and have like a strong shell and 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 really the word is resilient incredibly 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 resilient and so i i think that those two energies juxtaposed to each other are are challenging yeah 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 you gotta be your own space holder yeah with a lot of emotional turmoil you know that, that career that path what i'm first of all i love that you changed the title of the podcast Thanks. I feel like it's a really interesting evolution to, to shift the gaze to from the wound mm -hmm. to, well, but then if we're healing it, what is the authentic part of that creator? So again, like, where do you, what, do you still have a relationship to acting now? Like, so yes, in my heart, but not in the professional world. I consider myself an actor for life because it's how I grew up. It's all I know, it's my training, it's my background, it just feels like it's who I am. I do feel that I will return to it mm. and be creative. And one of the things though that I get out of, because I've been exploring like, what do I want with acting? And one of the things that I get out of breath work and out of doing this podcast is I get all the good shit <laughs> without the stuff I hate. Good. So I don't know if I definitely don't need to be a successful actor anymore. Mm, that's great. So I feel I, you know, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't define you anymore. It's something that you do and that you love to do. And hopefully there'll be opportunities. But in what form they come, you know, you'll find out. We've, yeah, uh, it's like the attack. Right the the attachment is the attachment is not there. Sort of mm -hmm. the the curiosity and an openness and excitement and like I'm just holding it open to what it could be at some point. You know, when I have my kids go off to college, that's going to be another chapter of my life. Yeah, so yeah. what what are me and my creative people going to do? We're you know yeah, we yeah, might yeah. do some stuff. I don't know. What I love. I also love improv. That's something. I studied and I and I really enjoy to me that's that's a possibility of just doing you know improvising a movie or improvising a short film or J you know Jake talks about wanting to do theater again and I we both love theater and so who knows the world is yeah your <laughs> what um what frustrates you most about society today that's a beautiful question and I don't have an immediate answer it's not, I don't, I don't feel immediately frustrated Good. by society, but it's like, well, what to, to try and break that down for myself? It's like, well, what frustrates me in daily life? And then how does that relate to society as a whole? Doing what I know to do to help the world, to serve the world in the way that I can serve the world. So using my gifts to serve one person, two people, a hundred people, however I can serve with my gifts, like that's, that feels good as a way of contributing. I, I love, no, I love how you're answering the question because you're like not feeling much on that. 
and you just go to what do I like about giving society? And I think that's a beautiful way to show that it sounds like you got a pretty good relationship to society. I mean, I thank you. I, you know, <laughs> I certainly have um, things that I wish were better. Well, let's go with that. What, what would you like? What would you like to improve or grow or become more loving? Or I would like to just have each person have the ability and the safety to get to process their emotions, to get to be safe for themselves, to get to create in the way that they feel good creating, mm. and that we can honor and respect each other's processes as humans so really like this authentic creative title is to me like at the core of what in an ideal world we would all be able to be compassionately authentic with ourselves compassionately authentic with each other to be able to cry in front of each other letting ourselves release judgment and just be who we are and i feel that if we were able to release our masks and to feel safe for ourselves and to be able to be compassionately authentic with ourselves and with others that that would be a version of world peace yeah 100 percent. yeah i think you nailed it yeah hear yourself hear the world yeah and because we're so intric intrinsically intricately connected it's like all i can control is that inner is how do i find my inner peace or like how do i move through my fears and triggers and then like because when i'm doing that i am releasing fear and judgment and pain and struggle for everyone in my that i'm connected to and there and then it ripples out right yeah yeah and it's massive i mean i see those effects and they're real you know you fix something in yourself a behavior a thought pattern all that regarding your your father your your friend whatever and then suddenly the next day they show up and they've changed. Yes. Overnight and, and they didn't even notice and it was you all along. Yeah. And, and, and as I've learned to be safe for myself, I have been able to then say to the people I care most about, I'm, I'm going to be safe for you. And I fuck up, but that has given them a gift and a freedom. Like, so the little chaos that is in our tiny little brain if we can give that space and non-judgment then we don't create chaos around us yeah yeah so that's where i'm at with that that's a good place to be so you you know when when i was interviewed by you i got the space i felt comfortable to have the space to share some opinions and thoughts that i was nervous about yeah so i want to give you the space what opinion do you have or ideas that you feel most nervous about or uncomfortable sharing with the public as a public person right now? <laughs> but maybe right now you know is there something that you want to bring forward that you can edit out yeah yeah uh gosh because it's public person is a lot of energy you share yourself and that's like even if it's 50 people right suddenly you've shared yourself i'm just starting to uncover at age 44 who i am how much i don't know about who i am i'm starting to see and understand how much i've been living in reaction how much i am control 
have allowed myself to be controlled by my emotions that I sort of like live in the world of emotion. And the thing that I feel shame around is my neediness. So I was recently made really aware. And I look back at all the places in my life where I've been ultra needy. And I see how that affected, why that gave me the results it gave me. And this does relate to the actor wound, you know? And so the work you and I have been doing is like how being aware of what I need and giving it to myself. So the part that's that's like, oh, maybe I don't want to share this, but let me just take off the mask because I'm talking about how that's the ideal world is to say like, I have been a very needy person and it has put off people in my life. And that neediness also includes like a selfishness, like not really being able to see other people's perspectives or really see what they're saying or see what they're showing me or understand like where they're coming from because I was so in my need. That's something I'm kind of just learning in, a, in one sense of like how to give myself what I need. Mm. And even just seeing every moment of like, oh, what am I trying to get from this person right now? And like yeah, seeing the my, truth my of it. Yeah. Well, intention, I think, is always such an important conversation. You know? mm. Why are we hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> You know, what do you need? What do I, first of what do I need? What do you need for ourselves? And then sort of going, okay, if that doesn't cause any friction, then what do you, is there anything I can do for you? Cause I'm just present. I'm, I'm taking care of myself. Right? Mm. Yeah. That then becomes an interesting relationship, but it's hard because guess what? I feel like we need it to be needy and we do at times because clearly there's, there's some attention that we didn't even give ourselves and then we mm. can now finally see. And then, you know, the as you do your work, like you said, practice, practice giving it to yourself. Yeah. It's so clear, like every moment when I look back at a life review, oh, that moment, that's why that person reacted that way. I was seeking outside myself. They felt that. And if they have the capacity, I think that's the beautiful thing about humans too. Like, yeah, if I can, I'll give it to you. You mm -hmm. have a need, no problem, you know, but it often because especially now everybody, I think everybody has a lot of needs. And mm -hmm. so now when we're needy, people be like, fuck off. I need myself. I mm. need something too, you know, and that's when it then becomes not fun or creative anymore and it gets into the shadow and all that yeah um, i think there's people that just are can barely create space for themselves in their own yeah. mind and body yeah. like like they are just just each breath is just like a struggle to yeah. mm. you know so and and that's people in my family i feel like they don't even have they're just trying their best to yeah. even create space in their own head it's work. and just managing their traumas as best mm. they can just managing them just managing life i am too but i am starting to learn parallel because you have stepped into a space where you want you are recognizing that people are in dire straits and you're saying hey hit me up. This is my modality. I'm here for your need. Yes, mm. it's transactional. And as it should be, even in a family, right? It should, there should be a value exchange. Mm. And of course, you're, you're cranking up your own healing because you're like, yeah, no, I, I, I want to be that person that says, yeah, I can give it to you. Because I got myself covered really well. Yes. 
And that's beautiful. That is the transition exactly because I've found enough ways and continue to find enough ways to give myself in a deep way with the help sometimes of other people, but I'm starting to just take my own classes, my own recordings. And like, that's more powerful than some other facilitators. And so I do feel really solid, like a mountain in my ability to give that which I love receiving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's because I understand that need. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's what you bring to your space and in your interviews in your podcast. I said that when we first did our interview, it's continue, continuously exciting for me. And I want to now know as the final question, who are you currently like, if we could snap our fingers, who do you want to interview? I'd love to interview Meryl Streep. I'd love to interview Leonardo DiCaprio. I'd love to interview Rachel McAdams, Billy Cruda. I have a ton of actors that I would love to interview. Well, thanks for coming on to your own podcast episode of The Authentic <laughs> mm -hmm. Creative. Thanks, Falk. Mm -hmm. So generous of you. I appreciate you asking me all that. It was really thought-provoking and good introspection. Thank you so much for listening. If you've received benefit from this and you think someone else might receive benefit, please share, like, subscribe, leave a review. If you're looking to connect, I'm on sageandblushwellness.com. Have a great day.